Hello there, and welcome to Tech Career Ladder. I'm Mary Fran Johnson, your host for the show, and also host of our CIO Leadership Live video series. Now, I'd like to introduce my special guest today, who is someone I first discovered through her excellent book, which is called How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile. She updates it every year with the latest tips and updates for this very popular social media platform. How popular is LinkedIn? Well, the latest stats show us more than 660 million users spread over 200 countries, with the U.S. its biggest market at 165 million users. More than 30 million companies also have their profiles on LinkedIn. So in addition to being a leading expert on maximizing the benefits of LinkedIn, Brenda Bernstein is one of a handful of certified master resume writers worldwide. She earned her English degree from Yale and a law degree from NYU. And she founded her company called the Essay Expert LLC 11 years ago and today employs a team of certified resume writers who specialize in working with executives when they're getting ready to update their resumes and polish up their personal brands. Brenda, welcome and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, wonderful. Let's jump right in. I just dropped the words personal brand into the end of our intro here. Let's start out by talking what is a personal brand today and why does it matter? And I ask that because I think tech people who are not sales and marketing people by background, tech people tend to cringe a little bit at the thought of selling or marketing something. So when I talk about personal brands, sometimes I see them cringing away at the thought of that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Why does it matter what your personal brand is today? Well, there are going to be a lot of people out there who have the same hard skills that you have. So if mm. you don't figure out what distinguishes you, you're just going to be in a big pool of people. So you actually want to figure out what makes you unique. So yes. what is that about you? What's going to make you stand out to companies amongst all the other people with the same credentials? Okay. So what you want to look at is what value do you bring to an organization, you in particular, that maybe someone else wouldn't. Mm -hmm. what, what are your values? What's important to you? Who, who are you? What's your identity? What makes you tick? What gets you out of bed in the morning? These are the kinds of things that make your personal brand. Yes. Well, and for tech professionals, um, they have gone into their line of work mainly with a great deal of technical expertise. And so it's more what I guess would be fallen into the hard skills area. But some of this, the communication skills is really considered more of a soft skill, but increasingly something that they need to show that they have these days. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> IT professionals are not historically known for their skills in communication mm -hmm. and their people skills. Yes. So when you have that, that makes you a needle in a haystack in the tech world. Mm -hmm. And that is what a lot of companies are looking for because there's a lot of research showing that the, the, the degree to which you perform in your job really has more to do 
with your soft skills, your communication, your people skills than it does with the hard skills. Not that you don't need the hard skills, right? but it's those soft skills that are really going to get you ahead. Yes. I I think that realization takes a while to land, that it is your hard skills and your expertise and knowledge that gets you the job in the first place. But what keeps you moving up the tech career ladder at your company is how you get along with others, how you work well with others, how you communicate about about what you and your unit are doing. Well, and that's mm-hmm. great. How when, are you on a team? Exactly. Exactly. And how do you respond to authority? Yes. <laughs> These things are very important. <laughs> they are. They are. And I think the longer we're in the workforce, the more we realize that. Well, one of the other, when I, whenever I bring up personal branding or paying attention to your LinkedIn profile, because I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of scolding when I get on the phone with CIOs because often they have neglected their LinkedIn profiles as well. And many of them tell me, well, I don't need to update my profile. I'm not looking for a job. It's all I can do to do the job I've got. I'm very, very busy. So what do you say to people who think that their LinkedIn profile just needs to sit there until they're ready to look for another job? Well, I have a couple of responses to what you said. One is I'm really glad that you said, you know, CIOs need this too. It's, you, oh, yes. This podcast is geared maybe toward a wider range of IT professionals. Mm-hmm. But everything that I say today is also going to be completely applicable to CIOs <laughs> yes. and anyone at the C-level. Yep. You always need to make sure that you're conveying your personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at articles that maybe – are written for new graduates. Uh, There's one in particular written by Northeastern. One of the first things they say about branding is start with your LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. It's one of the first things that you need to do to start updating that LinkedIn profile because if you are looking for a job, I know your question was if you're not, but if you are looking for a job, you're looking at 92% of recruiters who use social media to find candidates, and 87% of those who use LinkedIn. Yes. So clearly, if you are looking for a job, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So what if you're not? Mm-hmm. Um, to get to your question, if you're not looking for a job, well, I would say that unless you just got a new job yesterday, you're always in the market for a job. You might not realize it or be thinking about it top of mind, but pretty much everyone, once you're in a job for even six months, you're a passive job seeker. And if the perfect dream job were to fall in your lap for, you know, that gives you exactly the right amount of responsibility that you're looking for and a higher pay and like all of that, if it were to show up on your doorstep, then you'd be possibly interested. So I mm-hmm. would never say to anyone, it's just not important. Well, and I think you always want to be considering someone might be looking for you and they might have something for you that would be very attractive. Yeah. So that's one reason you definitely want to keep your LinkedIn profile up to date and up to stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is someday you will be looking for a job, even if you're not now. Mm -hmm. And your network, as they say, your network is your net worth, right? Yes. So LinkedIn is a great place to start building that network start to make connections with people so that maybe down the line when you are looking for a job, you have those connections to leverage Mm -hmm. and you're going to have a network that is robust and that is going to lead you to the people you want to talk to Mm -hmm. about that next job. You're going to be more likely to have 
people in your network who know people at that company you want to work for. Well, and I often... Very important. When I have this kind of conversation with CIOs or with other, with IT leaders at different places in the organization, I point out to them that they don't have to be looking for a job, but everybody is interested in opportunity. And it may not be a job coming their way. It may actually be someone getting in touch because they want them to be on an advisory board for a startup. And they know from looking at their LinkedIn profile that they happen to be an expert in data analytics. So I think it just, Mm -hmm. I think it tends to open up opportunities to reach out and connect with other people in your field, just so that you can keep making those connections. You know, it doesn't even have to, it doesn't have to feel like the kind of networking where you're walking up to somebody at a conference and handing them a business card and trying to think of something to say. In a lot of ways, it's, it's kind of really built for introverts, because a lot of tech people are not Mm -hmm. your sales and marketing extroverted type of business people. Right. And, you know, the, the other point here is that sometimes people are going to be searching for, you know, people who work at IBM. Who in my network works at IBM? Mm-hmm. So if you work at IBM, you're going to come up in their search if you're connected with them, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your profile looking good, then someone's going to be like, oh, let me see who works as a you know, program manager, whatever it is, at IBM. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see you, and what are they going to think? Yeah. You, know, you, you want them to have a positive impression, and I'll bet that IBM would really like it if someone got a positive impression by looking at your profile. Yeah. So yeah. even if you're not in sales, mm-hmm. once you have a LinkedIn profile, you're always selling your company because the way that you show up, online, if anyone lands on your profile, it does reflect on your company. Yes, it's how you show up in the world. Now, I've, had, I've heard the argument from some of these people that push back at me when I start on them about how they need to improve their LinkedIn profiles. They, you know, they will argue, isn't it better to have a small, highly selective network of people that I, I truly know that I would go out and have coffee with? You know? So why do I need more than 500 people on my profile? And from what I understand, the LinkedIn algorithms will actually favor how you show up in searches depending on the size of your network. Yes, that is part of the LinkedIn algorithm. Mm-hmm. So that's you know a big part of the answer to your question. If you have too small a network, people won't even be able to find you. Ah, yes. That's what happens. People yeah. do a search. They could search for your actual name and job title, and maybe you won't even come up in their search. Mm-hmm depending. Yeah. So that's an issue to consider. Now, I don't advocate connecting with every single person from every, you know, country in Africa and the Middle East who, you know, tries to connect with you. Not all of these are quality connections. If they're very low quality connections, they're not going to do any good for you. So don't accept them. Mm -hmm. Um, But make an effort to build a large high quality network versus a small high quality network because that is going to serve you very well and make it much more feasible for you to connect to the people you want to connect with. Well, and I think that's especially true for anyone who's in the technology industry, whether you're on the vendor side or a private company or a large public company, there's, you start searching around for, you know, data analytics expertise and you find all these really interesting people that are doing 
things at other companies. And I, I tend to link in pretty automatically to anyone who is an IT manager, an IT leader of any sort, but also mm-hmm. anybody who takes the time to drop me a personal note and say, you know, I listened to your, yeah. your Tech Career Ladder podcast with Brenda Bernstein, and now I want to link in with you. I'm expecting a lot of that, actually. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now yes, my... I expect that too. I expect <laughs> to hear from many people telling me that they listen to this podcast. And that is another thing to mm-hmm. note here is that, you know, obviously this is the type of person you might want to connect with. I have a very large network on LinkedIn. So yes. once you, and I'm sure you do too, Mary mm-hmm. friends. So once you connect with one of us or both of us, that immediately expands your network and gives yes. you access to a lot more people. Uh, now, when you do reach out to connect, you do want to do, you want to write a customized note. Mm-hmm. It's very important to learn how to do this because you want to make people feel like they're human beings. Important skill. I mean, it's your communication and people skills. Make mm-hmm. people, even online, feel like they're human beings. Yes. So the way to write a customized note, if you're on your laptop, on the desktop version mm-hmm. of LinkedIn, it's pretty easy. I mean, you, you, as long as you push the connect button from a person's profile, mm-hmm. you'll have an option to write a note. Yes. So choose the option to write a note. Don't connect from a search result where you get a list of people because yeah. then you won't be able to write a note. Yes. I know. I occasionally do that where I see someone I do want to connect with. And that's like a little, that's one of those sophisticated little tips that this is why I love talking to Mm -hmm. you and and reading your book. Because a couple of times that's happened to me where I've just said, oh, and I push the connect button thinking I'm going to get a chance to write that note. And it doesn't. And it just shoots off a note to them. And I'm, I'm mortified. I feel like I've, I've intrude. I feel like I'm intruding on someone like calling their cell phone, you know, because I just am going to show up without any introduction. Now, one of the things, Mm -hmm. one of the things you talk about when you are um, presenting and helping people get better at using LinkedIn, you have what you call the three L's. Let's talk about your three L's and why they're important and some of the tips around them. Okay. Can I give one more point about the note, the the personalized note, which I think is really important? You absolutely may. Okay. The other thing is that a lot of people connect with people from their cell phones now. Ah. And it's a lot harder from your cell phone to write that customized invitation, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. I want people to know that you can do that. What it means is you don't hit connect. You, You have to hit on the three dots or the more button. Oh, the three tiny little dots up in the corner. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have the option to personalize an invite. So that one is really tricky and you got to really sit on your hands Mm -hmm. not to push that connect button on your phone. (laughs) But so, you know, it is possible. Yes. And if you make a mistake, there's actually a way to retract the invitation if the person (sighs) hasn't accepted it yet and that is all in my book as well how to handle that if you mess up and send that invitation or or you can follow up with a note well no sooner do i no sooner do i finish (laughs) um digesting your 2019 update because what i thought was interesting when i was when i bought your book was that you update it every year so probably i'm i'm just going to need to be in the habit every year of getting another version the 2020 when is the 2020 coming out i should ask it is actually very close to being ready. Oh, Been good for you. Working, mm-hmm. <laughs> burning the candle. Burning yes, the candle at both ends. Definitely working on that. 
Yeah, it's not going to be in print. It's just going to be an ebook for this okay. year. I'm going to do a print version probably every other year, mm-hmm. but the ebook is ready. And once you get the ebook, you can get the updates oh. automatically. Oh, good. That's right, because the so, 2019 version I bought was your ebook. Or not the ebook, it was the Kindle version. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let me circle you back to your three L's, and I'll yeah. leave you to talk about them. Okay. So my, my three LinkedIn L's yeah. are, and this is a little pun, since I went to law school, and, you know, 3L is a third-year law student, too. But oh, I didn't case, even get that. <laughs> yes, it's the three L's of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are locatability, mm-hmm. how easy is it to find you on LinkedIn. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Then we have likability. Once people do find you, yeah. Do they like what they see? Are they going to read past the first line? Mm-hmm. Are they going to say, oh, I don't like X, Y, Z, and move on to the next person? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third is aliveness. I took a little poetic liberty there. <laughs> I know, the, the editor <laughs> in the me. the second letter. <laughs> the editor in me wants to argue <laughs> with you that aliveness doesn't really fit in with the L's, but that's okay. We're going to let you get away with that. <laughs> And that's how much you're posting yes. and commenting, and that's how alive you look on your profile. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How active you are on LinkedIn um, and how active you are off of LinkedIn with the people you meet on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So all of that is aliveness. Well, tell me a little bit more, Brenda, about locatability and what you mean by that. Yes. So locatability is based on an algorithm that, Not that many people know exactly what it is, but what we do know is that it is a combination of the size of your network, which is why I do emphasize build that network. Mm -hmm. Reach out to people you know. Reach out to past employers, past coworkers, uh, past classmates, other alumni of the school that you went to. They're very open to connecting with people who went to their same school. Yes. Uh, So really, even your other friends, even some of your family members might be quality connections. Don't dismiss them. <laughs> so build that network, okay? So mm-hmm. that, that's the, uh, the network portion of the algorithm. Then we have keywords. So you want to make sure that you have keywords in your profile so when people search for you, they're going to find you based mm-hmm. on the keyword match. Yes. And again, not an exact science, but it is important. Mm-hmm. So you want to have keywords, especially in your job. In, first of all, it's actually in your headline. I think that's an especially valuable thing for people to think about, their LinkedIn headline, that little space below your name. Most people just plug in their job title and their company, and they don't take advantage of the fact that you have two lines of character where you can put in things like data analytics expert, CIO Leadership Live host, you know, uh, just a number of mm-hmm. things that aren't just your job title. Exactly. Yes. You definitely want to work on that. Now, the default will be for LinkedIn to put in your job title, so you need to override that. But yep. it's very easy to, you know, click on the pencil and you can override it. Yes, exactly. When you change your job, it's going to say, do you want this to be your headline? And you're going to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. 
And if you, you know, if you say yes by accident, you can always override it again. You mentioned that changing mm-hmm. your job title, and I wanted to ask you a kind of a frequent user technical question about this. I was speaking last week to a CIO, and I was I was giving him the usual hard time that I give CIOs about not having a, a good enough LinkedIn profile, and he said that, oh, I, you know, I can't go upgrading it because that'll make everybody who works for me nervous, because he was probably thinking that every time you make a change to your profile, it alerts your network. Talk about how you can avoid doing that and also answer a question for me, whether if you do other things, if you change your title as though you had a promotion, either your title or your company, I know that that notifies your network. But are there other things in the LinkedIn profile that notify your network or can you kind of freely tinker? You can you can mostly tinker. Um, you know, I'm going to need to refresh my recollection on exactly oh, okay. what it is that triggers the notifications. Mm-hmm. But definitely, if you change your headline, if you change your current job title, those will definitely notify. Oh, okay, people. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some things that used to notify everyone that don't anymore. Okay. Now, if you don't want your network to be notified, all you've got to do is change your privacy settings. Privacy settings. Go to your settings and privacy, turn them off. You can tinker to your heart's delight. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready, turn it back on and there will be one notification that goes out if you've changed one of those items that does trigger notifications. Good. Very good. You can also put keywords in your job titles Mm. themselves. So Mm -hmm. even in your job titles, you don't have to just have your job title and nothing else. You can put your job title and then Use the, you know, the vertical pipe symbol mm-hmm. and then add some keywords after that. And that will also help you with your keywords and searchability. Yes. Um, and then the other thing that factors in to your locatability is how much activity you have on LinkedIn. Posting things, sharing things, commenting on other people's posts and being active on LinkedIn because that will definitely help mm-hmm. you in your searchability. Well, and that's also a big part and a pretty effortless part of staying, uh, essentially staying in touch with your community, showing that, you know, you're, you're alive, you're there, <laughs> you're on LinkedIn, yep. and yep. you notice their posts, and you gave it a little like. I mean, it's not, it doesn't take but a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. and that also brings up, um, you know, with, we're, we're kind of going into the likability. So, like, you know, that one, mm-hmm. that activity is not just about locatability, but it's also about likability because recruiters will look and they'll see, you know, have you been active? Have you been interact interacting mm-hmm. on LinkedIn? Uh, do, do you care about having a network and supporting people? Yes. Have you given recommendations? Have people recommended you? These are all things that recruiters care about and mm-hmm. that relate to your likability. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I think that most of the people, anytime I've been requested by someone to give me, not just to like click a button and recommend them for something, but actually write a few sentences of recommendation, I'm always happy to do that. And then they're also happy to write one for you right back. 
I know when I was um, leaving my last job with CIO and with IDG and starting my own company, I needed to, uh, that's how I found your book, that's how I found you, because I needed to do some more work on my LinkedIn profile. And I thought I was pretty, mm. I thought I was pretty good at it, but then I got your book and got a lot more expert at it. And one of the things that mm -hmm. I, I especially appreciated was how well you explained what to do with the about section. It used to be called summary, but now it's just your about. It had never occurred to me that you could go in there and essentially write a little personal essay. You know that, and I like mm -hmm. I like things in that section. I like it to be in the first person. And when I come across someone who has taken the time to just sort of tell a little story about themselves in the about section, you honestly do feel like you've gotten to know them a little better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's very important to really say who you are and tell a little bit of your story in that yes. section. That might scare some people. You know, people don't like writing about themselves a lot of the time. True, but if that's something that you do feel comfortable doing, then great. And if you don't, you know, of course, there are people uh, you can hire to yep. help you out, or maybe you have a friend or relative who can help you out. Um, so there are many options on how to get that written, but that is a big part of your personal branding, which we're talking about mm -hmm. today is telling your story in that about section. Yeah. As well as, you know, the, the first impression, even before you get to the about section, is that photo and the background, yes. all of that, mm -hmm. that initial impression is so important. You got to understand how human beings work, very <laughs> visual. We go yeah. very much off of first impressions. And so just that photo and background or banner that you can have on LinkedIn, that's the initial impression. And then you can keep that up with that about section, yes. keep people interested and and know that you're like serious, that you're taking this seriously, that it's important to you to really share who you are and what you have mm -hmm. to offer. Well, when you think about how often people change their home screens or their lock screens on their cell phone, how they like to put in a picture mm -hmm. or something, you know, a mountain or someplace they just went on vacation, it's actually not even mm -hmm. any more difficult to do that with your LinkedIn background. Yeah, it's not really any more difficult. I mean, there's certain parameters that you need to comply with on LinkedIn, but mm -hmm. yeah. Or how many, how often people change their Facebook backgrounds, right? <laughs> I know, I know. And then they carry on, like changing their LinkedIn banner is going to be so terribly difficult. I've taken a call that a lot of people just leave it alone. And I've been calling it the blue screen of boring because you've got a really nice mm -hmm. picture of somebody. They may have even taken the time to write some meaningful, like digital leadership or something into their headline, and then they leave the blue screen of boring. You know, it's like, put, mm -hmm. your, com put your company logo in there. I, I have one CIO friend of mine put an adorable picture of a German Shepherd puppy that he had just gotten in there as his background. And that was, it was such a nice light moment. I sent him a note and I said, what's this? What's this little boy's name? He's adorable. You know, so that kind of stuff, <laughs> that making those human connections. Um, so let me yeah, see. Yeah, that's a little bit, that's a little risky, I think. Oh, <laughs> do you? World, oh. <laughs> depending on who you are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't recommend that for everyone. There are probably some people who can get away with something like that as their background, but mostly you want to keep it pretty professional. Failed. And make sure mm -hmm. that if you do put a logo Make sure the placement is working because yes. on different platforms, your your image, your headshot is going to be on top of 
that mm-hmm. banner in different places. So you yes. do need to test it. That's what makes it a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. You, you need to test it and make sure that your your head's not covering up something important, especially right. if there's any kind of text right. in that banner background. Well, so listen, just a couple things. To well, and I've noticed there. there are services out there. There's one that um, canva.com and mm-hmm. C-A-N-V-A, yep. you know, canva.com. Mm-hmm. There are sort of helping you design things. A lot of these sites are free. Some of them, if you want to, you can yep. do a premium subscription and so forth. And they have social media banners where they'll take a photo and we'll size it correctly for the background. So, and you, mm-hmm. I, you can discover that sort of stuff just poking around on your cell phone. It's not even, it's getting, it's getting so uh, uh, yeah. low bar essentially to have some decent graphics and, and uh, design behind what you do on LinkedIn. Okay, now, did we, on the third, the aliveness, the one where the editor in me wants you to somehow turn that into an A, the aliveness, <laughs> um, we didn't really cover much on that. When you think about somebody having a more a profile that's more alive, what are the sort of things you're recommending? Well, part of that is what, you know, what we talked about with, with staying active and interactive mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, okay. post things, comment on things. Um, so that's a big part of aliveness. It's also keeping your profile up to date. Yes. If you have a new accomplishment, you get a new position, if you join a new organization, mm-hmm. add that Good. to your LinkedIn profile. Good. And, you know, do recommendations. Those are important too. Yes. Give and receive recommendations. And then the other part of aliveness is taking it off of the online forum because there's only so much you can do to be alive when you're online, you know, because That's, you're you're not there in person. You're not like living, breathing when you're, you're online. online. You're virtual. You're not real world yet. In fact, that's a, a wonderful segue to my next question. And this is the well, now what question? You've got your LinkedIn profile. Let's say you've been listening to Brenda's expert advice and you've updated it and approved. And it doesn't take that long. You just need a couple of things that you can improve on there. And so let's say you you put some time in and you have a richer online profile now, how do you turn that into more real-world connections? And I think this is especially valuable for technology professionals, which, you know, as everyone admits and we acknowledge, are more on the shyer or less, you know, more the introverted rather than the extroverted people out in the world. So how do you take your brand out into the real world? So there, there are so many ways to do this. Um, one way is, oh, you have a new connection or maybe an old connection that you only connected with on LinkedIn and didn't really have a conversation with. Most people, if you ask them to schedule a phone call, will do that. As long as I don't think someone is selling me something I don't need, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will very often be willing to have a phone call with someone to get to know them and see how I might be able to support them. I mean, it's a really great way to get the ear of someone if you ask, you know, oh, let's talk about you know, how I can support you and yes. what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Or on um, the other side, if there's something that you want to learn from the other person, people usually like to be helpful. They do. And so you could actually tell them what it is that you want to learn from them. Maybe it might be that you're wanting to know what kinds of actions you should be taking now in order to move a certain role. Mm-hmm. You don't want to ever call someone and say, do you have a job for me? Right. 
Because they're probably going to have to say no, and people don't like to say no, so then everybody's on the spot. Um, I often talk up just the idea of the informational interview. Like you can call someone in mm -hmm. and say you've gotten interested in a particular company and you're connected with someone on LinkedIn. You can actually drop them a note and say, would you spend 15 minutes on the phone with me just telling me about your job? You know, just to try and yeah. get an idea. Yes. I was thinking that in a lot of our conferences, we've started including a link to people's, the attendees, if they're willing to share it with us, we would share a link yeah. to their LinkedIn profile right there on, you know, on the mobile app that is at the conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a function that LinkedIn provides yes. that you can see, oh, who, who is in my vicinity right now at a conference. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a very cool thing, and, that, and that's a nice way to build your network with people who clearly, if they're attending a conference that you're attending, have some very similar yes. interests. And then you have something, a basis to jump from, right, and right. something to talk about. And then who knows where all those folks live? You know, they all came to, you know, Denver for this conference, but they live in all kinds of places. And so, you know, the next time you're in Austin, you know, Mm -hmm. Maybe you go, oh, well, who did I meet at this conference who lives in Austin? Yes, exactly. And maybe you meet them for coffee. Mm -hmm. Well, say you decide that, gosh, I would love to do some of these things on my LinkedIn profile or even updating my resume, but I'm swamped with work. I'm not that good at writing myself. I, I really probably need some sort of help here. What what can they, what do you recommend for people that are in the market for someone to help them? Say they want to do an overhaul on their LinkedIn profile and they'd like, some, they'd like some help and coaching with writing a better about section, with having someone kind of mm -hmm. coach their life story out of them and get it into 450 words that will fit in there. Um, mm -hmm. What should they do next and what should they expect to spend? Well, I would say you can definitely contact me, contact my company. We do a lot of this, help people to express themselves in their about section. Mm -hmm. um, so that is definitely an option. Of course, there are other companies that do it as well. Mm -hmm. You just want to make sure that if you're choosing a company to help you with your LinkedIn profile, that there's, they are someone who understands what makes a good profile, what makes a good about section, what makes a good story, that they're good writers. So mm -hmm. just do your due diligence and pick someone that you really would trust. Shop around um, a little bit. What, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, shop around a little bit. And uh, of course, I would love to work with you myself <laughs> mm -hmm. or with my team. I was going to ask about what sort of, when you're shopping around, what sort of questions should you have in, in your own head? as you're looking at things. Like I went before, I think before I sent you a note, I went and I, I you know, I, I poked around on your site and learned all about what your business was about. And it was, it's a very informative site. And you've got lots of information on there about the different services offered and the prices for them and all that. So when people are yeah. trying to evaluate services like the essay expert, what are some tips about what they should be thinking or questions to ask themselves as they're shopping? Yeah, well, you want to look at the qualifications of whoever it is that owns the business or is um, advertising mm -hmm. for the business. And then you want to also look at samples, if you can look at some samples of work that that company has done, mm -hmm. and that is always useful. You want to look at testimonials and 
who has recommended this business and what they've said. So a combination of all of that. Okay. And for pricing, I think when we talked before, you'd mentioned that the prices can range for a profile review anywhere from 100 or $200 up to $2,500, depending on what you want to do. Yeah, so for a review, which is something that I do offer, that's a quicker conversation. Mm -hmm. I look at your LinkedIn profile. Uh, you fill out a questionnaire mm -hmm. so I can understand where you're coming from and where you want to be getting to. Yes. This is the other thing. Anyone who works with you, you want to make sure that they're interested on what, in what you want, <laughs> you know, what right. your target is. Because you can't write a good resume or a good LinkedIn profile um, if you don't know what you're trying to do. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. That's one thing to, to think about. And you didn't ask about resumes in particular, but if you're looking also for someone to help you with your resume, then you want to make sure that the resume writer has some high-level certifications mm -hmm. and has some expertise. If you're, if you're in IT, you probably want to work with someone who has experience in IT. Right. Um, there are different resume writing certifications the basic one, the CPRW, Certified Professional Resume Writer, doesn't mm -hmm. really mean anything one way or the other. Like, they could be really bad or really good, and you just don't know. So look beyond yep. just that basic certification. Um, but if someone has, like, a CMRW, which is Certified Master Resume Writer, or has a CERM, which is a Certified Executive Resume Master, then you know that they're good. Mm -hmm. But they can't pass those exams for the certifications unless they really know it. I'm right. sure this audience understands, you know. Certifications. <laughs> like, they you understand just, like, that. Get a, yeah. get a scrum. You don't get your scrum certification by accident. You no, gotta, you no. You got to really understand your stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and in the so cybersecurity like <laughs> cyber realm, your CISP, your CISSP, that's a seven-hour proctored exam that you have to go through. Uh -huh. So, yes, there's one thing that technology people understand across the board. It's how important it is in certain areas and in certain, uh, just in certain topics and subjects to, to have some sort of certification that you know what you're talking about. So, and exactly. I, so, yes. yeah, look out for that. Exactly. That's really great, um, so, great advice. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, for, with my company, to do a quick review, you do a little questionnaire. We see, okay, what are you, where are you trying to get and how does your LinkedIn profile, or we have one for the resume as well. Mm -hmm. You know, is this serving you? What needs to be different? Um, and then it's a, just a live 15 to 20-minute conversation, depending yep. on whether it's the resume or the LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn mm -hmm. profile reviews $100, and you'll get a lot of good tips, you know, yes. and then at the end of that, you can decide, do you want to take that and run with it, mm -hmm. or do you want to convert that into a full-service package, in which case, you get the $100 credited toward the service, you know, I'm sure. not going to take your $100 <laughs> and then also charge you for a full-service, yeah. so that's how that works yeah. with me, and, you know, if you're an executive looking for a full rewrite of your resume and LinkedIn profile, mm -hmm. a whole, we call it our success package, um, then that can go up to even like $3,000. So it really, mm -hmm. there's such a wide range. So someone who, um, who's more of a mid-level professional, it for the whole package is $18.97. But I do have yeah. some, if you get my book, then you get some coupon codes. Mm-hmm. 
in Appendix K. So okay, <laughs> so that's always an option. You yes. get a little bit of a discount if you get my book. Okay. Um, so you know you're going to find various rates. You're going to find some people who will write your whole LinkedIn profile for two hundred fifty dollars, and hmm. I don't I don't know. Like I just can't vouch for anyone and how good a job that they're going to do. For the most part you're going to pay more for a higher quality service. It's like yeah. anything. Well, and I was thinking you could test out that sort of thing by going undercover, but you can't go undercover. <laughs> you have a very, no. you have a very, very high level LinkedIn profile already. So you'd have to change your name entirely. <laughs> so you probably can't do that. Yeah, then again, I, you're probably too busy to do, do that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah, I could hire someone to go undercover for me, but yeah. the fact is, you know, mm -hmm. I, I do get people coming to me after they've already gone with another service and they haven't been happy, and yeah. then they decide that it's worth spending the extra money. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever like for people to have to, you know, yeah. spend money on a lower level service and be unsatisfied and then have to come to me after that and then mm -hmm. end up spending even more. Mm -hmm. So avoid that. At all costs. Yes. <laughs> Avoid that before the cost then, you know, and that comes back to the getting what yes. you pay for. And um, exactly. I do, I do, uh, I write for CIO.com. I've been writing a series of columns about uh, CIOs in the boardroom, kind of on both sides of the table. And I was asking one of the CIOs I was interviewing about how he had learned to deal really well with the boardroom. And he said, I got an executive coach. If you're not good at some of this stuff, go hire someone to help you do it. And I think that mm -hmm. it's, I think that's great advice. I think that hiring, if you can't bear the thought of doing your own resume, and a lot of people can't, even people, I mean, they don't, they don't all have English degrees and law degrees like yours, but they really just are uncomfortable with the process. There is lots of talent out there mm -hmm. to find. And I, LinkedIn is a very good hunting ground for it as well. In fact, I was uh, very pleasantly surprised that, you know, after I'd read your book and I decided I wanted to have you on this podcast, I just sent you a note via LinkedIn and I thought, uh, I thought, oh, she must be inundated with people sending her notes. I'll never hear back from her. And I did mm -hmm. hear back from you and here we are. So thank you so much for, for joining us here. And I have just my one final question. And this is just a, this is kind of a wrap up just for fun question. Um, and this part of this is my own opinion that uh, this whole thing about work-life balance, I think it's a little bit of a crock. Mm -hmm. I think we're all so busy that we have a lot of trouble getting work-life balance, and then we feel kind of guilty that we're not balanced enough. So I, I want to ask all of my guests on the podcast, what do you find time or make time for yourself to do that is just fun? It doesn't add anything to your profession, to your being the founder of the essay expert. Um, but what do you do for fun anyway, even though you probably don't have the time for it? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I am very committed to fitness. So mm. a lot of times I, I spend some time every morning um, either doing yoga. I, I love yoga, mm -hmm. vinyasa yoga. I'm very, very uh, snooty mm -hmm. about my yoga <laughs> <laughs> and whose classes I will go to. Yep, yep. It <laughs> so gets, that's I, one thing. But I, mm -hmm. I'm the one. I'm the one in the front doing all the arm balances and the handstands and like all of that. Oh, impressive. So impressive. I love yoga. Mm -hmm. And, you know, about a year and a little bit ago, I started going to Orange Theory. 
it emphasizes coaching and a lot of and it's sort of like a group activity with with coaching and you get to you get to kind of compete but in a friendly environment yeah i mean mostly you're competing with yourself yeah all right well yeah that's, that's but they, you know every time you go in there and it's a set workout and you go and you can see your improvement over time and mm-hmm. It's fun. I yes. love, you know, I just love getting my body into shape. And then I love smoothies. I love making smoothies. I have one of those high power blenders. Oh, yes. And yes. I'm <laughs> every day making smoothies. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you make time for all of that. I mean, you are running a company. You've got a lot going on. And you're very responsive on LinkedIn. So I know that you're spending time on there every day. And I've really, oh, yeah. I've really appreciated the chance to talk to you and get to know you a little better, and uh, especially to have all your expert advice for this podcast. So thanks very much, Brenda, for joining us today. And if people can't find you on LinkedIn, which is probably pretty easy to do, uh, is there any place else that they should go look for you? Well, there's, um, there's my website, mm-hmm. which is www theessayexpert.com T-H-E-E-S-S-A-Y-E-X-P-E-R-T theessayexpert.com You can find me there but you will find me on LinkedIn you will have no problem at all finding me on LinkedIn and I definitely encourage all of you to write me a personalized customized note Mm -hmm. and tell me where you found out about me and send me a connection request and we'll definitely respond. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. You've been very responsive with me as well. And I've really appreciated it. It's been, uh, it's been great talking to you today, Brenda. Thank you. You're welcome. Likewise, Mary friend. You've been listening to tech career ladder brought to you by insider pro IDG's new premium content site, which features in-depth technology, journalism, hands-on guides, career advice, and more. Again, I'd like to remind our listeners they can use the promo code PRO30 for a 30% discount off a subscription. I'm Mary Fran Johnson, and I thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.